Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. What a special day. What a special day. It's actually so good to see uh, so many people we haven't seen in a while. It's great. Uh, we even have Gwen from Alaska. She's here. You want to wave? Hey, Gwen. She's right up here in front. She's so shy. She doesn't want to raise her hand. But we uh, uh, met Gwen up when we were doing mission trips up in Alaska. And so happy to see her this morning. So, you know, like, yeah, Gwen, it's Gwen. She's like, who are you? <laughs> so I guess I wasn't very memorable. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you that, God, you come to us um, in our uh, busyness, you come to us, uh, Lord, even when sometimes we're not looking for you, we don't expect you, and Lord, uh, you, you surprise us with your joy, with your um, easy and light burden, and we just pray that today, especially for moms, Lord, that you would go ahead and touch us with your presence today. Come Holy Spirit, change us, touch us, use us, in Jesus' name we pray, Amen. All right. Well, you know, uh, yeah, happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. I'm happy to celebrate um, with uh, my wife, who's a mom of three children. And uh, we, um, yeah, I, I mean, we know how hard moms work. Uh, they are um, really um, such an influence in every family. Um, with my own life, with my own mom, she passed away in 2011. And so, yeah, I think about my mom a lot. Well, I was talking with someone today, with Pastor Sonny this morning, and thinking about my mom, but I think about her every day, right? And that's the influence of a mom and uh, how she can uh, really change her family's life. You know, my mom, she wasn't a believer uh, as we grew up. Uh, our family didn't know the Lord, but still my mom uh, did teach me many things that um, stick with me to this day, and I think it helped funnel me towards truth. It helped push me in that direction. My mom was a very authentic person. She was a truth seeker, and she was looking for it, and she, uh, you know, try, trying to figure out um, what is authentic and true in this world and in, in this life, and uh, by the grace of God, uh, before she passed away, she was walking with the Lord, and we know she's with the Lord right now. And uh, she was she was always um, no no fooling around as far as like don't don't tell me you're doing good when you're really not. <laughs> yeah, my mom could see right through that. She was a very authentic person. Um, she would just say it. Uh, she wore her emotions on her sleeve, and she would just say it. If, it, if she's thinking it, she's going to tell it to you. And so. Um, we we were we were really blessed. My mom showed me what unconditional love wasn't a great message last week by Dave, talking about the agape love of God. She really showed me unconditional love. There were many times where we needed forgiveness and grace. And with three boys, who was a single parent, um, she had a lot of opportunities to extend unconditional love to us. And um, I'm forever grateful and forever changed. And the lessons that she's taught me. I think I shared it the last time I preached too. As she ran to Jesus on her deathbed uh, there in the hospital. And, um, you know, just this example of courage. They stick with me. They stick with me. And I want to pass them down to my uh, own family and my children. 
And my wife is the same way. She, she is just so full of wisdom. She's so full of, um, of love, extending herself. Um, she's such a great example of seeking the Lord, you know, as we uh, are walking with the Lord together as an example of, you know, parents doing that uh, with God's grace. Uh, my, my children are forever blessed by this example, by her example. I'm so grateful and I'm so grateful for all of you moms out there who work so hard. You know, sometimes I feel like uh, moms, you know, we, we place unrealistic expectations and I think our culture um, just burden, there's a burden there for moms. And not just moms. I think women, all women, and all of us men too. There's just this burden with so many things going on. Seems like things are getting faster and faster. And people have less and less time. And so we are really kind of burning the candle on both ends, as my mom used to say. <laughs> and we're, we're sort of running at this pace that is too fast, right? And so when we come to church, um, it it's feels great to be able to stop, pause, to be able to reflect, to be able to gather ourselves, to be refilled, and go, oh yeah, wait a minute, that's what life, life is about. And so we can move into the week um, at a slower pace, depending more on the Lord, with this easy and light burden. Jesus said this, Matthew 11, verse 28, he said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I like that. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Jesus today is speaking to us through his word. And he's saying, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of expectations. There's a lot of burdens that we can place upon ourselves. If we let our culture, if we let um, our lives just go ahead and get out of control. And it's tiring, and it's burdensome, and it's heavy, and that load is not fun to carry. But as we come to the Lord and we say, Lord, I want you to replace this burden that all these things that I'm carrying, I'm going to exchange it for you, for your yoke and your burden. It's easy and light. I want rest. So if that's you today, then you're in the right place. Amen? God is going to be continuing to speak through you through his Holy Spirit, and He's going to not only just give us rest, he gives us joy. He has his Holy Spirit who lives within us and he's able to shine his light through us and be able to help somebody else find rest, find freedom for their souls. To be able to say, I can move through this life and there's a fast pace, but you know what? I'm not going to enter into this rat race. I can do things differently as I walk and follow Jesus. Let me share with you who this person is, who this Jesus is. So, uh, today I wanted to just say, let's go ahead and believe that God is going to do something within us today, not just moms, but all of us, that he would change us, transform us, fill us with his rest, with his peace, with that easy and light burden, and we would be able to move forward making a difference in the world, because ultimately, that's really what we want to do. We want to share what God has passed on to us. If you have a Bible, can you open it up to Luke chapter 1? 
Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 45. We're going to go ahead and read through that. You know, I want to talk today about a mob who's a great example. Uh, no, not my mom. A biblical example of the mother of Jesus, Mary. And a lot of times we only read the story when it's Christmas time, right? But Mary was an extraordinary young person. That's what she was. She was just a teenager. And uh, when the Lord had spoke to her, and her example is really interesting to look at. We can learn a lot of things from her life of faith, her obedience, as she moved forward in faith. Okay, Luke chapter 1. Verse 26, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, Joe, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary. For you found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you will name him Jesus. And he will be great. And will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I'm a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy and will be called Son of God. And now, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her, who is said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to, to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord, the Messiah, the Savior, comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt with, for joy, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. So that's usually Christmas stuff, right? We, we, don't, we don't really go there. But today, it's, it's what, what a great example it is. The story of Mary. The story of Mary. This young, soon-to-be mom. She teaches us some valuable lessons about how to respond to God's call on our life to be able to change the life of somebody else. Not just moms, but for all of us. Number one, you can write it in your notes. Believe all things are possible with God. Believe all things are possible with God. 
So we want to live out our faith in this world, but is it easy? No. Is it easy? No, it's not. The Lord has called us to follow him, and it's definitely not easy. It's a narrow path. The road is hard. There's so many things in our world. We look at our world. Don't watch the news. You're going to get depressed. You can watch that. It's just only bad news. Okay? It seems like it's spinning faster and faster out of control. You know, it seems like uh, things are moving at a more rapid pace down the toilet, the bowl. <laughs> Everything's going downhill, right? There's so many problems. The problem with our world is it's lost. We live in a sinful world, a world in rebellion. I don't know if it's any more lost than it always has been, to be honest. It's, it's just as lost. We, we live in a lost and dark world, a sinful world. There's so many people that don't know the Lord in our lives. You look at our workplaces, um, even in our own families, and people don't know the Lord. Their heart isn't in it. They don't know who Jesus is. They don't know his good news. They don't know God. And so we are dealing with a lot of different things trying to live out our faith in this world. And it's not easy. In fact, it's, it's really difficult. And then that's not to mention all the things going on with just ourselves, right? We got our own problems. We have our own insecurities and challenges and fears. And just because we are following Jesus and we are forgiven, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. We're new creations. We're born again. Amen. But we're still dealing with this sinful nature until we're made perfect when we go to be with the Lord one day. And we're still walking with these challenges and God is doing some amazing miracles in us. But we're a work in progress. So we're still dealing with all of that. And sometimes all of these things put together, we're kind of, you know, overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed. And we're thinking, can I really be a Christian and make a difference in the life of somebody else? Can I really share my faith in Jesus? And the freedom and the joy and the forgiveness that I have. Can I really share that with somebody else and see somebody's, somebody else's life? In my family, in my workplace, with my neighbors, in my community. Can that really happen to me? Is it really possible? Well, Mary felt the same way, didn't she? Mary felt the exact same way. Whew. Mary was going through it. Luke chapter 1, let's go back to first. 34, Mary said to the angel, how can this be? <laughs> like, what? I'm just a virgin. Since I'm a virgin, the angel answered and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth, who's conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is now in the sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. Look at your neighbor and tell him that nothing is impossible with God. I'll be your neighbor. Nothing is impossible with God, Ensign. Nothing. Nothing. Can one person, can a mom make a difference in our world? Did Mary? Can you make a difference in this world for the Lord? Well, 
It seems to be impossible. If we don't have all the answers, you know, we are, are looking, coming up against all the odds. It just seems so hard. It seems like so much work. But this is what the bottom line God wanted Mary to know. Believe it. Look at your neighbor, tell him, believe it. Believe it. God wanted her first to believe it. Then she would see it. Believe it. Do you believe all things are possible with God? You know, we're believers in Jesus, right? Are you a believer in Jesus? Do you believe in him? Not just something he did on the cross and he was resurrected. Got to believe that. But do you believe in Jesus? Do you like, really put your faith and your, all your trust in who he is, in what he said he's going to do, in what he's doing in your life? Do you really believe that he can do the impossible? We're people of faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. What impossible thing has God called you to in the past? Has he ever called you to do something impossible? Did you see God come through? And what impossible thing is God calling you to right now? We've already done it. As you've believed, as you've trusted in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've believed for the impossible. You believe the good news of Jesus. You can't even see Jesus here right now. But you can see the effects of Jesus. You feel the Holy Spirit. You know that the gospel message is true. And so you've received it by faith. That was an impossible thing. The Holy Spirit has given you the ability to do that. And he's giving you the ability to trust God for the impossible. I don't know what that is in your life, but you do. You do. And I think if you don't, let's find out what that is. Let's find out what that is. Because God wants to use you. Has there been something that has died in your life? Has there been something that has been empty or in, like Elizabeth's case, barren in your life for a long time that just seems impossible? Has God called you into a workplace or into a job that just seems impossible? Is there somebody in your life that just says no? Sorry, I don't want to hear about Jesus. And they're running the wrong way like a prodigal son or daughter. And you're believing God can do it. The impossible. What is the impossible God has done, is wanting you to do in your life? John eleven twenty five. 25, Jesus said this, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Then he asked them this question. He said, do you believe this? What a great question. He's asking them what? Do you, do you believe in the resurrection? Do you believe a dead person can come back alive? <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> do you believe in the impossible? Do you believe in me, Jesus is saying? And that's the same question for us. What a great question for us. Jesus asked it to his disciples, but he's asking them 
He's asking us, his disciples again, do you believe this? Let that just resonate with us today. Mary started her journey of faith. God called her to do this impossible thing. Luke 1.45, check it out as we move on to the story. And blessed is she who believed, blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Blessed is she, Mary, who believed that God was going to do what he said he was going to do. The impossible thing he said he was going to do. Do you want your life to be marked by blessing? Believe. You got to believe it first. That's the first step in seeing God use you to do the impossible. Okay? Got to believe. Number two, even when it's difficult and doesn't make sense, make yourself available to serve the Lord. Make yourself available to serve the Lord. So Mary, she didn't have to believe God, did she? She could have said, you know, uh, God, I'm busy. I'm a teenager. Sorry, I got stuff to do. You know, I got to do my social media. I got like all these things I got, you know, going on. I'm, I'm so busy. Uh, you know, I'm not even married yet. <laughs> I'm not even married yet, God. Like, I got this wedding. You know, who, those of you who plan weddings, you know, she's like, I got to plan a wedding, God. How, how, you want me to, what? What are the people in my town, in my family? What's my dad going to say? Like, what am I going to tell my parents? Are you kidding me? I'm not even married, God. Like, What? I don't have time. I can't. I'm not able to do. She was, could have freaked. Like, what are you asking of me, God? But instead of letting the pressure and the huge weight that could have been weighing her down, that burden upon her, just like completely take her out of the game and put her on the sideline. No, she said, I don't care about my ability. I don't care about the circumstances, but I'm going to give you my availability. You know, they say the best ability is availability in sports. <laughs> it's the guy who can actually play, who's not hurt. Okay? Being available to just get out there. Being available to what the Lord has called us to do. You know, she could have gone back, turned around, said, no, thank you. Must have been tripping on something. Like, no way, I'm just going back to my regular life. Joe! <laughs> she couldn't come up with a million different excuses, right? Who's guilty of that? <laughs> God, I can't. I'm so. I'd love to. <sighs> one day, one day, one day, one day. You know, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have that kind of time, God. No, no. You know, that, that's for that other person, but shucks, yeah. You know, I'm sure you... It's somebody else, somebody else. All of these excuses we're so good at. But Mary, she said, I'm in. I'm available, God. And the Lord used that availability to change the world. And God is calling us to say, yes, I believe 
I'm going to be available for what you want to do in my life, whatever you want to call me to. I know even though this is really, really, really difficult, I know this doesn't even make total sense yet. I'm not getting the bigger picture, the full picture, but you said you've called me to do it. I'm going to just walk out there in faith. You know, you, we can change the world. We don't have to change the world in huge, like, sweeping. We don't have to be the leader of this and that and, and, and run multi-million dollar con- uh, companies or run countries and be in the news or be on stage to, be, to change the world. Do that. No. God wants to use you right where you're at. Sometimes it's in the little small things of life that he's going to use you to change the world. You know, my mom, she was just so good at that. (laughs) My mom didn't have any money. But my mom changed lives. My mom changed my life. And God wants to use you to change somebody else's too. Could be something crazy that you, 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 you know it's just too much for you to handle. It should be like that. God's going to call us to something. It's going to be scary. It's going to take things that we don't know how to do. But we believe it and we're available to do it. Luke 138. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Here am I. Sounds like Isaiah. Maybe she thought of that as she knew the scriptures. Here am I, send me, Lord. Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. She's just calling herself a servant. I'm just a servant. You say it. I don't know. I don't have it all figured out, but I'm going to do it. I'm your slave. It's the same word there in the Greek. I'm your slave. You know, it's like we can be a slave and a servant to a lot of junk things in our lives. Our time can go to a lot of stuff and we're like getting, you know, pulled around by the neck as slaves to these things and servants to these things, other things. But why not serve the Lord and be a servant of the Lord where it's free and God's going to release you into your passions and release you into the destiny that he's created you for. Why not be a servant for that kind of stuff? When we do, watch what God will do in our lives. Whatever you're calling me to, Lord, I'm available. I'm your servant. Here am I. I'm your servant. My finances, here they are, Lord. I'm your servant. Use them however you want. My time is completely available to you, God. My heart, is completely open to you. I'm your servant. I don't have a say in this. I, you say it, I'm going to do it. Sometimes we just have to decide that. Moms, decide it for your families. Dads, decide it for your families. If you're going to college right now, decide that for the rest of your future. Whoever you are, wherever you're at in your life, decide that. Here am I. I'm a servant. I'm, and I'm... I'm open, I'm ready, I'm available. Joshua 24, 15 says this. Now, if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, some people are just not willing to do it. They make a decision. 
Now, if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day who you will serve. It's like a decision time, isn't it? Choose this day who you will serve. Whether the gods your ancestors served in the region beyond the river of the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living, like other gods, little g gods, things in our lives that pull us around by the neck. If we're going to do that, serve those gods. If you're unwilling to serve the Lord. But, but, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. That's a great, great just say a statement for my life as for me and my household we're going to serve the lord we are servants of the lord in this family and it's not a burden but it's jesus's easy and light burden his yoke is easy and light and we're going to find rest for our souls with that burden being a servant of the lord being a child of god just resting in that that's number two our availability to serve the Lord. Number three, we can learn from Mary's life. Listen to God. Listen to God and do what he says. Listen and do. Listen and do. Luke 2, moving on to the next chapter. Verse 4. Joseph, Mary's husband, fiance, also went up went from the town of Nazareth to Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went there to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She had other sons and maybe other daughters. We don't know that. But she had other sons as well. Jesus had a she was a busy mom. <laughs> but in the meantime, she's got to go from Nazareth to Bethlehem. 80-mile journey through hard terrain, uphill. Sounds like fun, old school people. <laughs> through the snow, both ways. No, it was, it was a long, hard journey. Mary... She's right about to give birth, okay? Any moms knew, know how that is? You want to walk 80 miles? <laughs> it's like, how many marathons is that? Like almost like three marathons? Oh, okay? So they had a donkey? Maybe, maybe not. Even with a donkey. You know what, how hard it is? Anybody here actually rode a donkey? Molokai? <laughs> Like, no, I, I wouldn't do that. Donkeys are terrible, terrible animals. You know? Imagine pregnant, right? Just no sense, just walk. What's harder? I don't know. We don't know. But we know that she made it 80 miles, probably over a week's journey, right about to give birth. God is calling her to do this, though. God is calling her to fulfill the mission, right? And it's no easy mission. It never is an easy mission. And to be honest, it usually gets harder. It doesn't get easier. God is always calling us to do something more. You know, go to that next level of faith and trust. Anyway, this is where she is at in her journey. She finds herself going 80 miles. 
on a donkey, maybe walking, right about to give birth. She's following God. She's in the center of God's will for her life. She's following God. She doesn't know all the, how it's going to work out. She wasn't reading the end of her story like we get to. She's living it. She's listening to God, what he said. God came to her. She had a mission to bring the Savior of the world, and she knew it, the long-awaited Messiah, the Savior, to be born through her. And now she's right getting to that point. She's going to fulfill the mission God called her to. But now she has to go 80 miles into Bethlehem with her fiancé. So first, they had to believe for God to do the impossible. And they had to do it together. It wasn't just Mary, it was Joseph too. They both had to believe God for the impossible. They had to make themselves available, not run away from the mission God called them to. But now they had to go and do it. Now they had to go and actually, it was go time. They listened, and now they had to go and do it. You know, when we follow God, we have to listen and then do it. Keep it so simple. Listen and do it. What is God saying to you? And then you go and do it. We make it so hard. What has God said to you? And then go live it out. Oh, God, I don't know if it's really you. I don't believe it's like even possible for that to happen. I don't have, I have so much stuff going on. Look at my calendar, it's already fixed. You know, our finances are fixed this way. Like, I don't want to mess it up. Listen for his voice. And whatever he says to do, do it. Listening is a hard skill for some people. Generally, it usually has to do with being a man. <laughs> See, half of us aren't even here right now. We're thinking about the basketball games, two game sevens today. Just kidding. We, we're listening, but it's hard. It's so hard to listen, to get quiet. I'm not a woman, so I couldn't tell you if it's hard for women or not to do that. But my wife seems to hear and obey. Just She's so good at listening. But for me, I'm like, oh, man. Got to calm down and listen. And I sit alone and sometimes I just, it's just like, oh, it's hard. I bet if I ask guys to raise their hand, how much guys would be hard? Like most of us, it would say, yes, it's a really difficult thing. But good news, guys, we can learn. We can learn how to listen. We can get better at listening. We can sit there and not hear anything, but you don't give up. You keep coming back. Okay, Lord. I'm going to listen and do it. I'm going to listen and obey. What are you saying to me? We stop, calm down a little bit, not be afraid to be alone with God, our Heavenly Father, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. We're just there and we're listening. You maybe take a little notepad. What are you saying? 
beginning to understand how to listen to the voice of God. You know, when we were at man camp, what was that, last year? In Kohala? It was awesome. Is it 10.08 or 10 o'clock? 10.08, it was getting late. <laughs> we ended 10.15? Okay. Worship team, you can come on up soon. You know, when we were in Kohala, you remember this, guys, who were there? We were listening to God. How did we learn? They just said, just be quiet. We were completely quiet. We didn't realize we could hear the birds listening, sitting there. And you know what? It was awesome. It was awesome, yeah? And you know what? We stop for wherever you are. I am imploring you to try this, to do it. It, As a church, as a follower of Jesus, we have to learn to listen. To listen to our good shepherd's voice. There's a story of this guy. Remember when I was younger, they used to say, there's a guy who lives in Portlock, in Hawaii. He lives in Portlock. You know, all these richy guys, richy people, and then he had a goat. I don't know why a guy in Portlock has a goat. To irritate his neighbors, probably. Anyway, this guy walking around Portlock with this goat, and he was saying that the goat was blind. The goat was blind. Well, how does he follow the guy around? Portlock. He just hears his voice. He just follows the shepherd's voice. The guy's voice. Come on, goat. I'm over here. Follow along. Walking around Portlock. Yeah, come on up. (laughs) Same thing with us. Jesus is our good shepherd. And he cares for his sheep. And he will speak. Speak to us and lead us in our lives. He has so many amazing plans for us. Each one of us. Small plans, personal plans, big plans. We'll never figure it out. We'll never step into that if we're not willing to learn to listen. Just sit there and listen. God speaks to us in our own unique ways. God will speak to us through his word. As we get into his word, he will speak to us and give us direction. He'll speak to us by Holy Spirit. He'll speak to us in dreams and visions. He might even speak audibly to you or send you an angel. However he speaks to you in your own unique way, do it. Whatever he calls you to do, do it in faith. Believe it. Make yourself available and then listen and go and do it. Jesus wants to lead us. Would you let him? Let's go ahead and stand and close in prayer. Some questions for us. What is God calling you towards that seems impossible? What has he called you? Not your church, not your uh, 
your your spouse, not your um, what he called you to do, like you know when you first became a Christian. No, what is he calling you to do right now? God's calling is on your life, just as it is in Mary's. He wants to use you. Do you think Mary felt like she was able to do it? She believed it. She made herself available. She heard and she listened. She went out and did it. Number two, what keeps you from being available to God? What keeps you from being available? These are notes are in your bulletin, by the way. Take it home. Have some homework. Number three, what is the next step you will take? What is God calling you to do and how are you going to do it? What's that next state, next step to change the world somebody in your family somebody in your office somebody around the world you've never met and they're waiting for you to change the world for Jesus what is that next step he's calling you to do and finally take time to listen and just write down what you hear and ask God to give you the strength the courage the heart the love to go ahead and do it amen Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you love us. Lord, we thank you that, Jesus, you're the good shepherd who speaks to his sheep, who loves his sheep, and you laid down your life for the sheep. Thank you, God, that you gave us your son, Jesus, who leads us and he shows us by example, he lays down his life for us. He went to a cross and died for us. He was raised from the grave three days later for us. And we receive that good news again today, Lord. We choose to believe it today. We really believe it. You're the God of the impossible. And you want to do the impossible through us. And it starts by believing, Lord. And we believe it today, Lord. And we clear out our schedules, Lord. And you just tell God, Lord, I'm available to you. I'm available. You can tell him in your heart. Just tell him, I'm open. Everything that I have is yours. I'm available. I don't know it all. But I'm still going to say I'm your servant. I'm available. And then you just ask God for help to continue to speak to you, continue to download to you what he's calling you to. Maybe it's a person that you see right now. Maybe it's a, a certain task. Maybe it's just to continue to be faithful and get in his word and just not be a, afraid to be quiet with him, just to hear his still small voice speaking to us, directing us, guiding us. Whatever it is, let the Lord speak to you. Just let the Lord continue to guide you. Starting here, starting now. We thank you, God. You love us with a love that is unconditional, that is free, Lord. We don't have to be weighed down any longer. And today on this Mother's Day, we pray for our moms to be free. We pray for every single person in this place to be free, to really be able to believe you at your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.